La 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 wait till I get my money right. I had a dream I could buy my way to heaven. When I woke, I spent that on a necklace. I told God I'll be back in a second. Man, it's so hard not to act reckless. To whom much is given, much is tested. Get arrested, guess until he get the message. I feel the pressure under more scrutiny. And what I do, act more stupidly. Bought more jewelry, more Louis V. My mama couldn't get through to me. The drama, people suing me. I'm on TV talking like it's just you and me. I'm just saying how I feel, man. I ain't one of the Cosby's. I ain't go to hell, man. I guess the money should have changed them. I guess I should have forgot where I came from. Till I get my money right La, 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 la Then you can't tell me nothing, right? Excuse me, was you saying something? Uh-uh, you can't tell me nothing You can't tell me Greetings and welcome back to the O2Lit Podcast. This is your host, Matt. As always, we thank you. Thank you for coming through, catching the vibes, and being the light through literature. Yeah, I'm sitting down with my guys today. This is going to be a great episode. This is, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to <laughs> This is going to be a hell of an episode, bro. Like, the energy is the energy speaking for itself. Now, <sighs> Shot, do not feel no type of way. <laughs> y'all, niggas, <laughs> y'all niggas ain't call me. <laughs> right. That was, y'all boys ain't had to call me, bro. Nah, Nigga, bro. Man, try, you had yours. Don't try to put me on the schedule, nah, bro. Hey, I don't Brother, you had, you had your episode. I wanted to make sure every single episode, I wanted to make sure every member of the legendary podcast have them have their own episode and today we shine a light on the youngest in charge what? Uh, him mr mr j toner yes sir ah man <laughs> yeah man man is in the league of his own and listen Whew. and of course of course, my Excited. brother. Excited. I've known about this one for for a month or so now, so the anticipation be building. <laughs> I commend you on how you schedule so far ahead. Yeah, yeah listen. Hell yeah. I was talking to Jay earlier, and he was like, oh, "I forgot, man, coming to Daytona. We scheduled it so long ago. I don't forget." I said, "Yeah, he uh, he told me, he told me he was pulling up like, <laughs> so I forgot. Yeah, I man, I man be having this job. Got this job." Right. What's crazy is I sent you the reminder Saturday. He definitely did. I sent him the reminder Saturday. I'm gonna pull up. It was one of those I was what I call a twilight zone. He me. saw it, but didn't see it. And saw, I see something, but didn't see it. And then I go back. Did you respond to it? Yeah, I think I did. Yes, he did. <laughs> I want to say I want to say Probably I did. say Gucci gravy. <laughs> Or a check mark. He sent me a check oh, mark. I said, knowing me, it was a one, it was something short. It was easy. <laughs> Can't say Gucci. <laughs> oh, I say you okay. Check Nigga mark. sent me a check mark. The green green check mark. Yep. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> he did not read that message. <laughs> he saw a friendly reminder. <laughs> saw some probably like Adrena done. Went right back to sleep. I do that. It was one of those things that like, in a couple of days went by. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm supposed to be doing something. <laughs> <laughs> They called me, and then when his name popped up in my phone, I was like, at first I was like, man, he never calls me. I was like, listen, things about, I was like, on a Tuesday, that's so strange. And I was like, that's what took you so long to answer. I was like, I was looking at the phone. I I can see it now. Oh man, that shit rung like four times. At first, listen, with first, with the first idea that went by, I was like, damn, we were just talking about Matt yesterday because I was in yesterday with Russell. And Russell was like, damn, that's my cousin. I was like, oh, yeah, that's what he thought. Yes. Yeah, and I was like, I never thought. I was like, I never knew that. It was a random fact. I was like, mm-hmm. shit, shit. Yeah, this is what nigga was calling me. I was like, hey, he's talking about Matt. And then I was like, why is Matt calling me on Tuesday? <laughs> Matt's around a lot. Of all day, you know what I mean? But I was like, you know what? 
And then text me some days ago about something. That's when it started clicking with mm-hmm. me. It all came together. <laughs> yeah, we recorded it. We recorded it. For sure, for sure. Oh, man. Like I said, this nigga playing it so far back. Like, Got to. Yeah, for sure. He playing ahead. I respect the organization. I commend it. Yeah. Thank you I so much. We aspire to be that organized. <laughs> Being organized like me, you see our calendar. It's yeah. over there in the corner. You can't even see it. I'm about to say right under a box right now. <laughs> I know it's like it's, I know it's right. We was using it at first. At one, we, we first got it. First we, was, we was putting it to good use. And now we got like a digital calendar, but I'm not. You know me, man. I'm not the most tech savvy guy. So mm-hmm. me, me, that's all right. Yeah. Me too. That's why my planner is always near. Yeah, we're booked till July. Ooh, the agenda book. I had one of my last jobs just because, I mean, I was a coordinator, so I, I couldn't do that job without it. It was just too many meetings, too much stuff I had going on. There was no way I would be able to remember all of that stuff, and I wasn't about to put it all in my phone. So I, I used one, and honestly, like like you say, Matt, like it really, really does help you to be able to look and see what all you got to do mm-hmm. like for that week. Just help you know in terms of mentally preparing. Mm-hmm. I'm big on mental preparation before I do a lot of things, so that's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But yeah, shout out to you, bro. Thank you, brother. And you need no introduction. You hear the voice. You know the voice, yeah. brother Cam. What's up, bro? Back again, man. Back of course. Again. I, I told you. I'm gonna say it again, cause I ain't, I really ain't wanna. I didn't. I wanted to be a, a fly on the wall for this episode, cause this mm-hmm. is really Jay's episode. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to actually not. Talk too much once it gets going. Fuck up. That's what I said. That's exactly what I said. Bro, you you're here. Your fucking mouth. You are here. <laughs> yes. Come here to my house. <laughs> you get Girl. my wife's name right. <laughs> Wait, what is that? What is that? What from? movie that from? I think that was fucking. Was it the other guys? Well, Will Ferrell. Yeah, well, Will Ferrell. I remember that. I damn sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking weird. That one weird white dude. Oh, yeah. I'm glad to be on the show, man. I'm just, you know, anytime I can grace the, the O2 Lit podcast, it's an mm-hmm. honor mm-hmm. and truly a pleasure. So, appreciate you for having me, my boy. Of course. Now, like we said, and as you can see already, this is going to be a different episode. <laughs> um, and as you see, we're talking about a different type of book. This is a book that really should pique your interest. Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. For those of you who do not know, Mr. Holiday is an American author, public relations strategist, bookstore owner, and host of the podcast, Daily Stoic. Now, if that's not an aspiration for me, I was writing this. I was like, boy, this is, right. this is a parallel. Now, now you would, you would love to have a conversation with Speaking the future for Bro, what? I felt that when I was writing. I was like, ooh, all of this. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely Yes. It's going to happen. But ego is the enemy. Uh, overall, for me, this was a, like I said, it was a, Cam coins it. It's a very thought provoking book because it addresses everything you really didn't think you knew about the ego. Yours and other people's. <laughs> you read this book too? I haven't read it. No. But I he. Call his, pod, his podcast thought provoking, not the, not the mm-hmm. book. Okay. But no, I haven't read it. I haven't read most of the books that Matt has. I've read a lot of books. I'll say that now. And that's the beauty of the podcast. <laughs> because it's so it's so much more to go. Um But I will ask you, so when when did you read this book? Like, was this something you read recently or you read this a while ago? I would like to think it was like twenty twenty. And how did it serve you before we really It humbled me. Yeah. It definitely humbled me. Because, again, it makes you conscientious of not exerting your ego or checking your ego, for that matter. Because, of course, we're human. We're, we feel ways and we puff our chest and we, of course, we want to think highly of ourselves. Yeah, but you also have to be aware. It was 2019, actually. I'm looking at my story. Um, I, it's one that, you know, you just got to be aware. And ha- and how it can be such a detriment to you and what you trying to do. Yeah. You feel know I me? Mean? Yeah. I agree. Ego. I mean, before we, without getting too deep into it, I mm-hmm. just think ego. If you just stand in, you stand in your own way with your ego, basically, you know, check it. So, you know. 
it's it's nothing wrong with aspiring and that's how we get into the dialogue it's it's nothing wrong with aspiring to be whatever it is you want to be whether you want to be the greatest teacher you want to be a minister you want to be a producer you want to be a trapper it's whatever you want to be but it's certain ways you go about it or certain ways you can address your pursuit for example with your ego Talk, 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 talk. Nigga, talk too much. <laughs> yeah. What's that saying? Loose lips sink ships? Indeed. Indeed. You talking on something, and I, I like to say I'm no oracle. I can't tell you what's going to happen in the future. I can't tell you how this shit going to turn out. But what I can tell you, it's the most pragmatic way to go about it. You feel me? But, like, when you pursuing tasks... And you trying to get it. That's why it's good to keep everything under wraps till you pop out. Because. Because somebody said, why? Because. Why? <laughs> Nobody really needs to know how you did it until you got it. Right. At which point, you can assist other people. And I think that I don't want to. That is another point I'm not going to make yet. Because I feel like I, I wrote that down. <laughs> but the more difficult the task, the more uncertain the outcome the more costly talk will be and the farther we run from accountability. Go. <laughs> I told you I was trying to talk a lot, but we're already here now, so whatever. But, so... Go ahead, Jay. Hold up. Hold up. Because he, he said, well... I was just There's been plenty of times where I had to check my ego. And there's been plenty of times where I've known I should have checked my ego. Mm-hmm. I did it. You know? Especially more times when I know I should have and I probably did it. <laughs> Most definitely not I think about it. But in hindsight, at least. But, uh, yeah, I could do what I said. It does you no good to... It's good to put things into existence or speak things into existence. And that is where some of you disconnected. I'm not saying it's not good to speak over your life and speak prosperity and do, you know, you want to achieve certain things. Again, there's nothing wrong with aspiring. But with your ego, you start talking too much. And you start oversharing. Think about it. A voice of a generation, quote-unquote, the voice of a generation, doesn't call itself that. They don't need to talk that shit. Like, walk it. Walk, <laughs> hello. So, wait, read the, read the quote again? The, the first one? Yeah. The more difficult the task, the more uncertain the outcome, the more costly talk will be, and the further we run from actual accountability. That last part? Yeah, All right. No, well, I mean, I'm trying to break it down clause by clause because it literally, I get, what it, yeah, I get what it's saying, but it's a lot to unfold, unpack, to, to bring in rather. But what I hear when I hear that is basically what the old school boys used to say. My daddy called them wolf tickets. When you write a check with your mouth mm-hmm. that your ass can't cash, mm-hmm. it's basically what that is talking about doing. When you. You start off beginning of something, and like you say, you know, you're running your mouth about something, and, and it does say, you know, the more difficult the task, the more uncertain um, the outcome. But a lot of times we, especially people that are very confident, which again, like you said, there's nothing wrong with that, but if you're not a person that understands humility or respect for just whatever it is opposing you, then mm-hmm. you might overestimate your ability to take over or mm-hmm. you know conquer. and then at which point people gonna talk shit about you right yeah well yeah talk shit about you now <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you was talking all this cash right, shit. Your mouth, all that shit yeah. now what this is why i'm very quiet right now and that's the i wanted to tweet you on that but <laughs> okay we, we ain't gotta talk about it <laughs> we ain't gotta talk about it but but, yeah. but that's that that's that last part yeah you run the further away from accountability yeah. People talking, people talking shit about you now because you done talked about everything you had going on. Now what? 
Now what do you say? Show for it. When it came time for you to ante up, your ass ain't do it. And like you say, now folks want to know, hey man, what was what was all of that? What you was talking about? That's what I hear when I. Yes, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And I'm glad I'm glad we was able to bring that into a verbal understanding because I needed the audience to understand yeah, that. I didn't understand that at all. <laughs> you don't get it? Or you get it? Oh, I do now. Oh, I'm about to say. <laughs> yeah, now I do. Oh, yeah. I was saying I was with the audience. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. Nah, my, my daddy taught me a lot about life and funny and funny cliches and colloquialisms and shit like that. But that's how you understand it, though. See? It's more relatable that way. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> what's now, next? now, yeah, what's next? This is going to throw a few of you. Don't be passionate. In what regard? Like put energy into the wrong thing. That's how I put it. All right. When we say don't be passionate, this is essentially saying check your ego at saying, you know, I want to be the best and biggest blank ever. Be the youngest blank the only two blank. Yeah, yeah. The quote unquote firstest with the mostest. Don't be so passionate about that. Like like that. Because this gets into a deeper conversation. If you're if anything, you want to be passionate about serving in whatever capacity you don't. And when you have a servant's heart, you're not worried about the glitz and the glamour and the mostest and you being the biggest, baddest and the most lucrative, all of that. You, that's that's not your objective. When you when you're out and I don't want to say don't be passionate because you want to give your all to what you got going on. You don't. Nobody likes a half-asser. Nobody don't. I, go ahead. What I'm hearing is like so. Even though I'm, that's why I asked in what regard when they mean don't be passionate. Like I guess maybe some more context will help. Mm-hmm. But it's like, what you're saying, that's like when people go to put an extra pressure on themselves. Come on. Like, um, and I, you know, I can relate to that. I've done that a lot of, a lot to myself through, throughout life. Um, you know, just like you say, you want to do well. Sometimes you have this desire to do so well that you just picture yourself um, just, just really big. And again, like you said, there's, no, there's nothing wrong with picture yourself being big, but sometimes you get too focused on being big instead of just being the best you could be. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's how you, mm-hmm. like you say, you now you put in this pressure on yourself for these extreme goals. And if you don't reach them, you know what I'm saying, that's when you start having these self-esteem issues or these anxiety issues and things like that. These depression, this depression, because you feeling like you failing, but it's really not that. You just, the the, the perspective you have is, is skewed, like, if that makes sense. It makes all the sense in the world. <laughs> Definitely, I was I was really deep into thought about the last part you said. Like, talk to me. Be, how you look? I was really damn thinking about myself. Bro. Like, shit, you know, how you was saying, how I looked at a lot of shit, how I feel like I be saying every day, like, damn, we, we fucking up out here. Like, <laughs> I feel be in the mirror, like, what the fuck are you doing? Who hasn't said that? Right. You know, I've said it more often than not. Boy, yeah. It's, it's I, I said, what I, the niggas probably think I said to myself. True that. Yeah. Me yeah. too. It's been times that I've been like, well, you know, we, we a step further than last year. For sure. You know, we were, so I try to get that. Which is self-compassion. You need to have that too, though. Give yourself grace. Like, because like you said, that's a good thing that you do that. Because a lot of people, myself included, I, I just recently started being as compassionate to myself as I need to be. And my therapist had to help me realize that I wasn't. Because mm-hmm. like we say, literally like we're talking about right now, like this pressure I'm putting on myself um, just to excel. Like it's crazy because you, you think, you know, an extreme urge to do well could only drive you to do well. But at the same time, if you feel like you're not hitting that mark, then it kind of starts to hold you back. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> that's again where like like the book said, you know, it's just a matter of checking your ego because it's like that's how you see yourself. And you should see yourself in a grand way, but you got to think about it. Think about your real purpose. Yep. Sometimes I don't feel like we always, again, we just look at what we want to happen for us. But I always say, God got all that lined up anyway. So mm-hmm. we looking at it how we see it. And then what Lord got going on is a whole other thing. So it's, 
it's working out in our favor anyway, just not the way we think it's supposed to, so it don't always feel right. Exactly. Exactly. Now, with passion, you shift your perspective a little bit. Because it said, like the book talks about how your passion typically masks a weakness. What's that insecurity that you trying to compensate for? What trauma are you trying to avoid? What toxic situation are you trying to up one on? <laughs> Keep it real. I wonder, like, when, I just want to know what, and when, when he says passion in this book, like, why did he choose that word? Because, I mean, it's like, it's such a such a conflicted thing because being passionate is a good thing like you should you should be passionate about something I can't trust a nigga <laughs> or a girl <laughs> that ain't passionate about nothing like is nothing in this world that that you are really just like enamored by mm-hmm. nothing Man, nothing like and that's a great point <laughs> and like <laughs> that's a great point <laughs> but that and like you said it's a it's a conflicting word now granted I didn't bring the book with me because we chose this when I got here. So, there's that. Like going off the dome, this is cool. For sure. Um, but you, in this particular conversation, the passion of your ego. So Not the passion of... The things you love, but more so the passion to be superior. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay, nah. Never passion to be superior just kind of like feeling like i gotta be i have to be the best at everything i do like if you ain't first you last nigga like <laughs> what? what i got what? okay <laughs> i breathe that shit understand that but when you gotta be the best like talk your shit or whatever it is i don't care and see we little brothers though so i think sometimes i feel like for us like we get that honest though like you just naturally you grow up wanting to outdo your daddy. And then you got a big brother, you naturally go, like, man, I could be this nigga. Like, you yeah. just, and then that's some shit that you really just kind of carry over into life. So like I said, you know, it's, but I think that's, I guess that's what he's, what he's saying. Like that passion to always be superior, which is definitely an ego thing. Yeah. Uh, definitely an ego yeah. thing. I don't know what it is like that. I, I feel that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I feel real like a part of me on the inside just with anything, like, the weight is going to better me into shit. Like, for real, like, it's always something saying that shit to me about any fucking thing I be doing. But bro, I feel that shit, too. Like, on some real transparent shit, like, it's, bro, it's, it's niggas around town, niggas around period that I done met that make beats. And this might sound like some making shit. It can sound like it, but it's not. And I'm just like, bro, these niggas are not better than me. They good. They are better right now at finessing the software. They're not better at this music shit than I. But I've learned to check that shit, though, because I can't let, like I say, I don't let that shit turn into no envy and no jealousy, because I like seeing people around me doing well. So rather I feel like I'm better than you or not, if you are doing well, I'm not going to, I mean, I'm as good as him or better than him, so I should have that shit. Like, no, you know what I'm saying? This is your time, and I'm glad you're stepping in your time. I just got to, like I said earlier, I got to be worried about being the best me. I can't be worried about outdoing you. Like, if I focus on being the best me... What I'm supposed to do will get done. Like I'll get where I'm supposed to go. I'll get the recognition. I'll get the accomplishments. I'll get as good as I'm trying to get if I worry less and pay less attention to what y'all niggas got going on and more so what I got going on. If that makes sense. And it makes all the sense in the world because that ties into that last point of this don't be passionate. The critical work that you want to do will require your deliberation and consideration, not passion. That's exactly what Cam just said. Being self-aware, you deliberated on that situation. Thought about it. Okay, I can't, I ain't trying to outdo you. I'm trying to do the best that I'm supposed to be doing. And I ain't worried about the rest. Chips fall within me. If I do my best, I can live with that. Passion, of course. I'm, I'm going to put my all into it. But this ain't my end-all, be-all. And that's another thing with the ego. That's okay. And I'm remiss. Pause. <laughs> Shout out to Barry. What up, man? Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, we, 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 out, well, we didn't exactly shout out Shard. We just said how he was with me. Y'all right. Barry at work though. I only 
Yeah, that's my dog though. If he wasn't at work, he'd be for sure. That's what that just that just shot like ran across my mind. What up, Ramis? That's all I thought. I literally thought about when we were talking about. You are your father's son. That's just how his daddy be in church. He could be deep into the conversation. It could be something he meant to say at the beginning of the service. You're like, whoa, I'm sorry. Happy birthday to so and so. Yeah. Yeah. And continue. So, it's the exact same thing. Like, that passion, sure. You you give your all. But the same. Oh, what I was about to say. So, April had me. Hey, bet Had me watching. What's that? That Napoli Ever After? What is that? With Sonali thing? Oh, the, and yeah, she had man. cut her hair? Oh, I see. Pure textbook ego. Her hair was everything. Her mama made sure her hair was straight. She, her mama used to, girl, jumped into the pool. Her mama was pissy. Um, but, got down, she got her hair wet, went to this salon. Girl, put some relaxer in her hair. Her hair started falling out. So, she had to try to, you know, distract. Because her whole life was her hair. Got doggone... I went to sleep middle of the way through, but still, like, but still, I hope she finished it. But you know, <laughs> still, you know that ego, yeah. And she had that shit broke her to a point, but then she gained that confidence in herself after she done had a hysteric breakdown and shaved her head. But you know, that's around the part I went to sleep. But yeah, I wanted to put that in there. Go see that. Go go watch that. It's on Netflix. Anyway, um, let's transition. Success. Mm. It's a relative term. Very relative. And, I, yeah, we're not getting into that right now. <laughs> but <laughs> with the ego, y'all, always stay a student. Yeah. Always stay a st- As we first succeed, we will find ourselves in new situations, facing new problems. New levels, new devils, right. well, other corny, all of that. You gotta, rem- you gotta be teachable. <laughs> gotta be better than these problems I got right now. <laughs> I'm gonna have problems in life anyway. I, I For sure. I'm gonna have some money. I'm gonna have problems. Honestly. I'm gonna solve a lot of. Right. Honestly. Thank you. But you got to remain teachable. That's the big ego factor. People think they get it, they got it, and they don't need nothing else. So, sports, basketball is a game, man. I know people get tired of us talking about basketball, but all of us hooped. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about us on the podcast. And, bro, you literally, you, bro, you learn so much from life and sports. And, you know, basketball was really the only sport. I played football for like two years when I was young. But basketball, I played my whole life. So, I played that long enough. To have heard several coaches tell me, man, this game gonna teach you a lot about life, and not get it at the time, but now that I'm a grown man, it's like, bro, I, I fully get it. Like, it's so much from, you know, just being a part of a team and working with people and having a role and having to check your ego. Like, you know what I'm saying? When you're on the team, you, you, like I said, you got a role. Mm-hmm. And in order for you to do your role, play your role correctly, you got to check your ego. Because, again, like I was just saying, if you, if you a nigga that can't shoot the ball, and you hating on the nigga that can shoot because we have a lot of plays set up for him to shoot, but you are, I don't know, uh, our best defender. You out here not playing as good a defense because you worry about the fact that this nigga getting more shots. Bro, your job ain't to shoot the ball right now. You want to be the shooter? It's all season. Get the gym. Work on your shot. <laughs> Come back next year with a jump shot. We'll run plays for you to shoot. But right now, for this team to be successful, what we need you to do is the thing that you are optimizing your time and being most efficient best way to say optimizing your time so yeah that's how you be successful I, I guess I, I said all, all of that to say you definitely are going to stand in your way of your own success if your ego is too big it wasn't how to be successful you said more so about being teachable you know yeah. oh one more thing. That was originally what I was actually about to say. Being coachable. That's what they just stress. Yeah, like, coachable is a big thing. For the guys that want to go to the next level, it's like, man, a lot of y'all can play, but y'all ain't coachable. Can't nobody tell you shit. So it's like... Coach Gatesy told me that. Yeah. 
Ain't nobody gonna wanna deal with you. you. My fucking coach on that. <laughs> <laughs> my teacher for fucking health. And Shout out to Gaither, bro. Shout out yes, to Gaither, sir. Man, a, a world class uh, track coach. Yeah, real, real. But but yeah, you got to be so. They would stress that in basketball, but it's the same way in life. Like you say, in sports, it's coachable, but in life, teachable, coachable, same thing. You don't know everything. Don't know everything. People remind me that all the yeah, time. They, they try to make it seem like I think I don't think I know. I know, I know a lot. Right. I, I know, I don't know. Fucking sense. And a lot of these people don't got that I have, shit. I, I, I apply the knowledge that I have. That's what a lot of people don't do. Common sense ain't so fucking common. Never was, bro. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Once you lose your ability to learn, yeah. your knowledge becomes fragile. Yeah. Cause if you ain't growing, you're dying. Those that like knowledge perish, man, and that is. Truth. Oof. Oof. That is the truth. Say it one more time. Those that lack knowledge perish. perish. Knowledge is power. You ain't smart enough to keep up with the times. They gonna pass your ass by. Webex is kicking ass around here in the senior citizen demographic, boy. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Senior citizen demographic. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure many of you can relate to that. I do not. Ho- hopefully, you're not offended by that. Mm. If you're listening and you are offended, reach out to those who are efficient. Be teachable. Be coachable. <laughs> this is your sign. <laughs> just play around with it, man. It ain't that hard. It's not hard at all. Couple buttons. You got two ears and one mouth for a reason. You literally mm-hmm. push four buttons to get on WebEx. Anyway, <sighs> managing yourself. Ooh, that's a good one. Managing yourself. The ability to recognize a good opportunity, but you didn't know how to make it happen. You see, you wanted it, but how was you going to get it? Was you going to set yourself up to be able to get it? Was you going to take that consideration and deliberation, actually discipline yourself? To attain your goal, or are you just gonna long after it until it's no longer attainable for real? Managing yourself, ego. Ooh, all us when we turn eighteen. <laughs> I'm grown. I can do whatever I want to. For those who went to college, I'm on my mama's house. Yeah, I'm say, I didn't think I was grown, but I was in school, so I was yeah. off the leash. That's for sure. <laughs> I, I first moved out. I was. He was young as hell. Joe Percival, boy. Yeah. I just turned 19. Right, but yeah. I think I was 21. Yeah. Been deep in these bills, boy. <laughs> <laughs> hey. 19? I couldn't imagine paying bills at 19 oh. or 18, boy. Turned off the Phone bill. Boy, That's about it. That shit. I ain't start paying bills until I moved out my mom and daddy house at 20. Bless you. 22 or 23. Goodness gracious. Mm-hmm. I wish I would. I had one. Listen, I had went back. Like what? One time. At my daddy's house. Don't ever go back. <laughs> <laughs> if you listen now for anybody. About to move out of people's shit. Once you leave. Once you leave. That's it. Fucking leave. That is it. And and that's that's correct. I hope you like it. Don't you bring your ass back Come in this on, house. <laughs> my sister told me too. She said, all right now. Leave, nigga. Better not go back, man. Oh, it ain't nothing be the same. Let me uh, that shit down. That taste of freedom you get. Right. And shit, I think that I was, so that was my oh, ego. Because my daddy did ask me, well, he offered for me to come back and stay when I was finishing my master's. But. <laughs> man, see, look. My daddy was. I couldn't do it. Because I left. Listen, my daddy, he always do this shit. I left. And then he'll call me and be like, well, why you left? <laughs> <laughs> man, you know what? Success in your ego. You managing yourself. 
Now, this is for those who want to be actual leaders. If you want to lead a corporation, if you want to be a quote-unquote boss, if you want to just, you know, have your own entrepreneurial lane, have employees, this, that, nothing, you really got to be able to manage yourself. And I think my pops preached that on Sunday. Yeah. Like, you got to be able to manage yourself. And it ties into if you want to... It turns out that becoming a great leader is difficult. Who knew? <laughs> it's admirable, but it's actually right. not very enjoyable for some most people. Some people are natural born leaders. Some aspects, but you got it or you don't. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean the thing about it is, a, a leader is the reason that people are natural born leaders is because those people, for one, know themselves, trust themselves. You know what I'm saying? They are not like we sit here talking about. They're not worrying themselves or overly worrying themselves about the opinions of the masses or you know what I'm saying being keeping up with the Joneses and stuff like that you know what I'm saying they focus on what they are focused on and a lot of times so are many other people but they don't know how to say it like they do or aren't willing to say it so when they see that person doing it you know what I'm saying like, oh, okay you know what I'm saying shit I could get with that like us you know got people kind of following them yeah now, for some reason, I'm thinking like the presidency. I, I'm. It's not. I'm. No, I'm not about to talk about politics. I'm not talking about politics. But it's the fact that, bro, you remember when Obama went in the office and when he came out that shit, like, how it. Twenty years. And I and I, I know he was chain smoking. Well, he stopped smoking, I think. But, like, I know he had to keep himself together from going off on everybody. I know he. I read the book. A Promised Land, if you ain't read it, you should read it. He was going off on folks, but I know he had to keep his composure and manage himself. Because, again, like you said earlier, there are those certain pressures when it comes with it, too. And now, with managing yourself, you're trying to uphold yourself. You're trying to maintain yourself. And, yeah, it's hard, especially, like, with pastors. Good pastors. Let's say that. (laughs) Um, Good pastors. Like, they they have to manage themselves well if they're going to actually... you know, shepherd a flock. Right. Check your ego if you want to be a, a leader. Yeah, yeah. Can't you can't um, you, know, just, you can't really work on on other people's best behalf as well. Like if you are so caught up on yourself. That's real. You can't really trust a leader that's you know you more worried about getting all the credit or or all the camera time than you are actually concerned about whatever our cause or whatever this is, you know, we, we has brought us all together. So at that point you ain't even leaving. You might be the face but you ain't really leader. Ooh. You might be the face but not the leader. That's crazy. That's an ego. That's a ego check. You thought you was the boss. You're not. <laughs> You're not. It's like it's presidents. Oh, brother, I hate politicians. Not, not all of them. I, I hate what politicians in the most part stand for in this country. That, I really hate when people tell me they can see me as one. It's like, bro, no. they just cursing me. Like, <laughs> like I'm my I, Wow, that's what you think? <laughs> you can be the change you want to be in the community without being a politician, bro. I swear. Only time voting really matters is like when it's within the community. Yeah, local elections. Yeah, okay, stuff like that I think you should still vote for. Yeah. But even now, politicians sometimes be bullshit. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, man. But though I do, I know this off topic, but yeah, I probably won't be doing no more presidential uh, voting, but for lo- local, like you say, yeah, I'll still do that. I thought about that as well. Man, until they, and really Both until sides. they get off the electoral college. Until you, until they get rid of the electoral college, yeah, I still stand on di- that pro- whole electoral process being a farce. Like, formality. college of... Them ha- allocating certain numbers to states for the electorate or whatever. I don't feel like getting into all of yeah, that, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> it's basically that the popular vote don't matter if depending on what state or yeah. shit. Shit's a huh? Back to the ego. <laughs> and with ego, you think of failure. Yeah. Who? How do you deal with failure? How do you perceive failure? Because if your ego is in check, you'll realize, okay, it's not really a failure. You have a lifetime, and you have dead time. 
So do you think that some of the, and I'm asking you this because you are a mental health professional. Yes. Um, do you think that some of our generation's increase in anxiety and depression and stuff like that comes from us having you know, just bigger egos across the board? I feel like we got more anxiety because we got more exposure across the board. Exposure to? Everything. Because think back to a time when folks' only concern was they walking community. Right. They ain't knew what was going on across the country. Yeah, niggas barely knew what was going on across town. Exactly. So, (laughs) and that was that was a different time where they didn't really feel like anxiety was a thing back then. But once we got more exposed, once we got, I guess quote-unquote woke we started worrying about a lot of noise now so i'm not talking about personal anxiety yeah. I'm, I'm talking about just anxiousness as a people well but i mean the reason i ask that question is because like you said you're talking about failure and how basically what we were saying earlier just like a lot of times not even so much failure or even when you do fail it's almost like you know for me personally i know i i hate failing this stuff because right. i just don't like doing things wrong right or, you know like Damn, they make you not even want to try it. <laughs> like, yeah, it really discourages me when I fail at something. And it's like, damn, like I'm dumb. It's like, no, bro, you have to, uh, you have to learn this way sometimes. Like, failing definitely has taught me, it's taught me a lot in life. So you know, it, I understand it's a part of life. You learn from it, but I still hate going through the shit. Um, but like, just what I'm saying though, like sometimes it get me into such a bad headspace. And I know a lot of other people in our generation, I don't know if it's like a generational thing or if the generation before us was like that too and they just maybe weren't in touch with it. I believe so. Uh, but then that makes me wonder like if that's because of how they raised us though. Like it makes me think, what about the way we were raised got niggas across the board so, just so anxious. Like feeling so pressured to, you know what I'm saying, just be more. Yeah. To be huge, I think is the thing. Like to be this larger than life It's definitely situational, but yeah. I mean, how you are raised, the values you brought up on, how intimate your family was, were yeah. you able to trust them, were you able to feel secure? When those things are questioned, then yes, your mindset towards life alters drastically. You wonder, you're anxious, will this person abandon me? Will this person provide for me? Will this person shield me? Can I be secure? Am I going to achieve or will I be like my parents? Yeah. Yeah, like you said, we all arrived there through a different route. Like Everybody's upbringing is different. But for one reason or another, everybody has reasons for you to want to do, want to, you know, I guess have a lot of money. So whether it's your mama or your daddy, your grandmama, whoever it is, you feel like you got to try to pay back so to speak or at least show them, you know, you appreciate like or just, just I don't know. Just even in that man, generation, like, in that generation before, it's good to say, yeah, I can't wait for you to buy my X, Y, and Z. They have that expectation because I mean, it's kind of what I'm getting at in a sense. Yeah, but I don't like. It's so different across the board. Though it's hard because everybody, I know everybody upbringing wasn't the same. So it's, mm-hmm. they ain't saying like it was raised in a cupcake generation. But it's almost like I feel like they fabricated what adulthood and just the real world was like to us so it's like once we hit reality niggas was like oh shit like i feel like the time that they were in with the opportunity the opportunities have changed with the times i will say that and because our parents and grandparents saw the shit that their parents went through they definitely didn't want us going through the same shit so all right Not pretty much. They put doubt in like in our generation and shit, but like they, the, the a lot of shit that's going on these days, they didn't see. They didn't see that shit is possible. You know what I'm saying? True that. A lot of shit that we do, and a lot of shit that a lot of people make money doing. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, they yeah, scared of what they don't understand. Yeah, like shit that they don't understand. Like if you feel me, like. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I, but when you say it like that, I be kind of scared of shit I don't understand either. But they, I don't know. You gotta be skeptical Cause yeah. you don't know you What's real Right right. That's exactly they, what it is they, they didn't take risks Back then I feel like but They did what was secure They did right, what was yeah. stable Yeah you know Which I understand Different I guess. time you know, yeah. you Get that job Keep that job 
provide for your family. Yep. Right. <laughs> and that's it. Pretty much. Break that warehouse boy in 20, years. Sounds fucked up. <laughs> but yeah, nah, I was just wondering that though. Like sometimes uh, I don't know. Because for me, I, I I never really knew what even anxiety was till I got older. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I, I know how, now that I'm older, I know how my ego can play on my anxiety. Or I know how it can put me in situations where not, not even play on my anxiety, but I know how I can allow it to put me in situations where I'll become anxious. But then it's like, at the same time, it's like, how do I say this? Mm, it's not necessarily a bad situation I put myself in. Maybe I just, maybe it was premature. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I know what I'm thinking, but. All right. Let me see if I can illustrate it. If we took a trip east, and in modern day, we found a monk. M-O-N-K. If we was in Asia, and we actually found a monk. Would that monk be anxious? Would that monk have anxiety? You just think we're using our creative thinking cast <laughs> from what we know of monks because so. okay, why? They're generally uh, peaceful people. Why? They always meditate. Okay, <laughs> so they're spending their time in meditation. They don't have the electricity. They don't have the national exposure of what's going on everywhere recreationally legally war all that all they are concerned about is their inner peace and tranquility amongst their community it's because we have so much stimulation we have so much exposure and so much of these different experiences because their generation is teaching the same shit they're doing Meditate, be at peace, do well in the others. Again, there's this routine there. But our culture, this Western civilization, is just so different. Yeah. We have we were born into so much. Especially us nineties babies. Like yeah. we came in on really a shit show. Freaknik and shit. <laughs> right before the digital boom. Like, yeah, we witnessed all of that. PSPs and Game Boys and all types of different systems and came on Wi-Fi and got a chance to see technology really advance. Oh, I remember iPhone was just an iPod. That's all it was. Right. I didn't even have the first gen. I didn't even have none of the iPods. I didn't even get iPhone until I had an iPhone. I had an iPad. iPod Mini. I got my first Apple product in college. I, I'm not. A, I'm not a tech, technical person. <laughs> my first, like, probably a couple months after I graduated. I remember, matter of fact. Shout out to Miles, man. I bought that shit off of Miles. <laughs> I went and bought this. He had this little color iPhone. It was when they, um, it was an iPhone C. That's yep. what it was. Because the C yep. stood for color, I think. Yep. It was like pink, blue, blue <laughs> yellow. Yeah, it was baby blue on the black, on the back of that motherfucker. And as soon as I got it. Before that, I had, uh, I think it was the, damn, what these shoes would be called. I think it was a Galaxy. Mm. Yeah, I think I had the Galaxy. Yeah, like like seven or some shit like that. Don't yeah. even remember. What? Back in the day, for real. Right? T9 texting. Miles, y'all don't even know about it. Boy. Used to be in class, not even looking at it. Y'all thought y'all was doing something with this little swipe QWERTY keyboard. No. We was doing Morris code <laughs> on our phones. <laughs> <laughs> trying not to look at it while we in class. I, I had that master but, like, I remember, like, what? as soon as I got that iPhone, like, it just felt different. Like, for real. Like, me, it just... Future, I, this is like, man, like, for real. I swear, yeah. Like I for real, like the same way. My juice went up just a little. People started treating me to like, oh, I see that bubble. Got a blue. What? This is that. I'm saying that. Like that was a real thing. You got a blue bubble. Bullshit. Boy, that was one that hit me. Well, back then, yeah, that was a like a real thing. That's the ego thing. That blue bubble. Yeah, it definitely is. Cause you mess around and send something as a text message. What's going on? This shit green. You got an Android. Maybe you just don't have a Wi-Fi right, right now. Right, so many people don't even have Android. You're like, I'm blocked. You, like, you don't even think about that shit. You, motherfucker. you need to get on the Wi-Fi. That's uh, all. Oh, that's shit. funny. <laughs> right? <laughs> What's going on? Look at the message turn green. Nigga got something. Said, got talk about failure. <laughs> Your phone done failed. Most people know that. Ooh. Most people know what Malcolm X did after he got out of prison. 
but they don't realize or understand how prison made that possible. We talk about a lifetime or dead time. Again, that perspective of quote-unquote failure. If you know the history of Malcolm X, if you don't, I, again, autobiography of Malcolm X. Shout out to Miles. Um, but we know um, Detroit Red went to prison, got converted. You saw the movie. You saw. You know the history. But, <laughs> but it's the essence of what one would deem as failure. Because this man had how many years? And then about 10, 20, 10 oh, years, something. Years. It was double digits, I feel. So, but he used it. How long Michael Max was in prison? But he used that time. I mean, most could go the other way. Be more entrenched in despair, bitterness, anger, rape, what have you. But he used that time to be constructive. Mm-hmm. Went to that library. See? Went to that library, got that dictionary, expounded his vernacular, his his diction, his mind. It's that downtime. Because, again, as long as you're breathing, you got an opportunity. Yep. No, that's right. No, that's right. So. Not accept defeat. Can't. And why should you? Why? How dare you accept defeat? If you think about quitting right now, no. Don't do it because you probably digging that gold mine and you about to give up right before you strike gold. You don't know. I think them little memes be funny, but for real, like, damn, it's another book and it talked about some shit like that. It was supposed to be like this land with, with gold and this dude went to go mine it. But he was like three miles off of some shit like that. Africa. But he gave up. Like he was scouring the whole the whole terrain or whatever. But he gave up just three miles short. That might have been a couple more days. I say I don't know anything about uh, how long it's gonna take him. Because <laughs> three miles still digging. That sounds like a. <laughs> but it's less than how much he done came. Like shit. Yeah, you got you less to do. I mean, I'm not talking into the earth. I'm talking like, whew, yeah, like away. Yeah, I ain't talking about damn. You try to hit the court. Nigga, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how digging or mine if it goes. Neither. <laughs> but nevertheless, dead time is revived when we use it as an opportunity to do what we've long needed to do. Yeah. All right. Wait, say that again. Dead time again when you're not doing nothing in your despair after a failure. You're not being creative. That dead time. Yeah. Is revived when we use it as an opportunity to do what we've long needed to do. Oh yeah. All right. So you got out of a bad relationship. Okay. So how you gonna make sure yourself is better? Please don't go jump right into another one because that's not gonna help. That's not it. That's not it. Somebody else like. Why would you do that? Keep that BS to yourself until you have got it out your system. You not on that job no more. All right. You want to be an entrepreneur? How are you making sure that you're staying afloat? I mean, it's it's so many other predicaments. <sighs> Snowfall. <laughs> oh my God, seventy three million. Oh, you haven't? Oh no. <laughs> no spoilers. Got not, that far. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not. Uh, no wonder you didn't react. I'm not uh, okay. Okay. So I'm like on probably episode three or oh. four. Huh? Yeah, he's way Oh my god. I'm on the current. If season. y'all know what's up with Snowfall, then take what I just said <laughs> and Don't run with it. Anymore. Let your imagination run wild with that one. But this is an opportunity. Using it for your purpose. Don't let it be dead time for you. If you feel like something ain't went your way, rejection is just God's redirection. Something that I, I be, mean, I honestly like the older I get, the more solace I find in that, like real talk. Like if it ain't work out, it's like, it well, for me, right? Yeah, yeah, I've been what, learning that. Lately. Wasn't supposed to, wasn't supposed to go that, you know, right? Because the Bible says <laughs> sometimes it just might have not been supposed to happen at that time either, right? Don't mean it ain't gonna happen yet. It's just like you said, yeah, another time. God said, skirt, not shit. Fully agree with that, man. I used to, not to say I don't still get upset about certain things not happening, but 
the silver lining I always eventually end up getting back to realizing like you said man for whatever reason whether I ever realize it one day or not that wasn't supposed to happen and mm-hmm. I'm gonna just be thankful that the Lord chose to have mercy for real <laughs> or grace whichever one it was grace both. or mercy I'll take it <laughs> both of them both of them and we'll, we'll, this is our, this is where we'll segue into our parking lot. Your effort is enough. Your effort is enough. You doing what you can and actually putting forth that gumption to do it, it's enough. Like Cam said earlier, don't be concerned about outdoing somebody else. Do what you can do. That's what I was saying earlier, like, about basically God already having this stuff aligned for us. So, like we say all the time, man, if you just put some work into it, like, stuff do take work. But, for it's sure. not, I, don't, I think, I know for me personally, I know I overthink a lot of things. And it's like, bruh, several times in my life when I've just done it instead of thinking too much about it. You know what I'm saying? Just good things end up having as a result of. And it's like, you know, I'm sitting there. I think I just said this on, if not, yo, one of the another episode on your podcast or hours, but I'm sitting there like, man, you know, I literally was just so uh, worked up in my head about uh, about doing this or mm-hmm. having not done enough. And then, you know, when I actually did it, it's like, look at the good results I got. So mm-hmm. it's like you said, man, like just making sure you are still putting forth an effort, but it's not being too hard on yourself on those days where you don't always have the energy to do what it is you're trying to do. Yep. Or do it as much as you did, so. Which is, you know, that's one thing about it. You're not going to always have the same energy. You don't have the same day every day. I mean, well, I don't have the same day every day. Right. Um, I don't know. Some people probably, some people may have schedules to the point where they do. But either way, I feel like different things will happen to you throughout the day. So it's going to affect you differently. So mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, you're just going to use that a long time, that downtime differently. But it is key that you make sure you at least develop some kind of routine. <laughs> to make sure you are continuously working on whatever it is you're trying to get towards. That's nigga G. as far as the... About just making sure you got some kind of routine. You're putting in effort. Yeah. I mean, you're still trying. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. If I say sometimes, all you gotta do, you know, you'd be surprised about Cause like I you know use myself as an example. Even again with the with the beats, like sometimes I'd be like hard on myself because it's it's, it's niggas out here making tons of beats a day. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And for for one, you know I am a believer. You know more reps you put in a song, the better you would get at it. So you know what I'm saying? Sometimes I'd be like, bro, you know, just for different reasons, whatever that reason may be. You know what I'm saying? I I, I get in there when I have the energy, the I feel that creative spark. Like I, I feel like okay, I have the attentiveness right now to sit down and do that shit because it, it is something you really got especially when you're still learning like you got to be paying attention mm-hmm. or else you're going to be sitting there forever and you're going to get bored with it like not bored with it frustrated pulls the shit all kinds of you know wayward thinking shit but anyway I said all that to say I would get hard on get mad at myself sometimes for not feeling like I don't make enough a week but then I you know talking to my therapist she's like okay well like I said develop a routine but at the same time I just make sure the beats that you are making just make sure you are putting yourself into basically just make sure it's the quality. Don't don't so right. much worry about like quality trying quality. to yeah like produce a a mass amount right now. Like yeah, work on it, but just make sure. And this is really what I tell myself, right? I got to the point honestly by talking to her. Like I realized for me it was more important just to make sure that however many beats I make a week, as long as I really like really fuck with them. Like I'm not so worried about just making fifty beats that week just to say I did it. Mm-hmm. And I hate probably. Half of them, even though it don't matter, because sometimes other people hear me and be like, hey, I like that, you know what I'm saying? I would use it. But for me, if I'm a bad kid, I really got to be able to sit with it and listen to it. Like, hey, you know what? Like, when I'm jamming, I, I definitely got to forget I made it. I need, I got to catch myself really jamming. Like, hey, yeah, I'm fucking with this. Like, this is all right, right? Huh? Yeah, it is. For, so that's how I am with it. And as long as I have that feeling when I'm making stuff, then regardless of how many beats I might have made that week or that month, I still feel like, okay, you're progressing learning stuff and when you sit down to to produce you are coming out with a good product so you know what i'm saying for my personal checkpoints 
I can live with that, at least for right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Of course, I want to get go up with it, but for now, that's kind of how, kind of how I learn to stop getting so in a bad headspace about stuff like that. Quality over quantity. Pretty much. Quality fucking quantity. <laughs> Pretty much. We can't let other people determine whether something was worth it or not. Facts. It's on us. That's definitely me. Yes. Only you know the true value of it. I wouldn't do Okay, but you're not doing it, right. so. You're not me. You're not fucking me. <laughs> not you, you're not me. That's it. And that's something about the ego, too. Stop projecting yourself on other people. <laughs> you probably don't even think you're doing it, but... <laughs> Don't get me started on that. Stop projecting yourself on other people. If you if you're not happy about something, seek help. Has this book talked about humility in regards of the ego? I'm sure. Oh, well, yeah. I think that's another one. I mean that that's literally I guess the the main way to combat the ego um, is just you know. Humility is is the one term that wrapped up basically what you we even talk about. You checking yourself. You you <laughs> not worried about other people. You you just trying to do the best you can. Like I started off with a servant's heart. Humility. Not going, you know, not just not being too taking taking yourself too serious. Like, you know, being confident. Yeah. But also still understanding, man, I'm human, I make mistakes, I'm not perfect, I have weaknesses. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody. So and that comes with understanding and being Relatable, but a lot of people want to be again, like we were talking earlier about being so superior or seem so superior. Sometimes they end up not being relatable, um, and they wonder why people you know don't fuck with them. It's right. like, bro, you you think you this cool person, but you go so hard to make it seem like everything you do is so grand, not what we do. It's like even whether you're doing that shit or not, nigga. <laughs> still, why, be... why would I want to try to you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna be around that, right? Nigga, so. I like being around people that make mistakes. I make mistakes all the time, so we can so we can laugh about the mistakes that we made. Definitely a fuck up. (laughs) You're not a fuck up. And there's some people, man. Some of the some of the people that have done some of the greatest things have screwed up the most, and they'll tell you astronomically. Yeah, they tell you that. Um, So yeah, I think I think humility, which is something I was I was taught. My mom and daddy taught me for sure. Um, it's not the you know not I think that's a big that's a big Christian theme. Um, it's crazy because sometimes I will say this now. Sometimes black people can be too humble yes, at sir. the wrong times, but there is a time, and you know, time and place to be to be humble. Because I just feel like if you, man, if your if your work speaking for itself, your light shining for itself, you don't really have to do you don't have to do a lot of talking. You don't have to pop a lot of shit because it's like, bro, people can see like it's it's evident, like just in the way you the way you speak. Rather, you know, you don't have to speak in a pompous way. Just the way you live, the way you carry yourself, the way you speak, we can tell you are blessed. Like, <laughs> you have mm-hmm. a lot of good things going on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I'm not in the practice of telling people how to live. But, yeah. when that, mm-hmm. when, like you said, your work going to speak for itself, sure. But the time will come when that light going to be on you mm-hmm. and you're going to have to say something. Like you said, you don't have to be pompous. You don't have to be arrogant, callous, right. all of these different things. Pompous. But yeah, I mean, uh, you just you learn. I learned early about humility because it's a bad, it's a really bad feeling when you get your head blown up and get that shit pop. It's like, hey, it sucks. Like, <laughs> Deflated. Like, shit. <laughs> Not so. I'm telling you, that's how it, now you wear garbage. It sucks. Yeah, it, it sucks. And like, you know, it just make you make you. Like I said, it just taught me at a young age, man. You ain't gotta. You ain't, you ain't gotta do the most, bro. It'll speak for itself. Just let it do that. <laughs> you gotta do the most. Ego is the enemy. Yeah, it is. It, it's. This one, if unchecked, if unchecked, if unchecked, ego is because I mean, like, I don't, I don't know how much time we got left, but mm. um, like, I know, like, I say a lot of times, like, pride, and I, I'm a very private person, mm-hmm. you know uh, but 
same thing as, you know, I guess that kind of goes hand in hand with ego. It's just one of those things, like, you you need to have it, but to a certain degree. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it's Not just... Too much of it. Right. Don't be prideful. Right. You know what I'm saying? You should be proud that you're good at the things you're good at. Or, you know, that you are you. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You, you should be proud of yourself. But like you said, don't be so prideful that it exudes onto others. Like, you basically, you're a condescending person to others. Like, everything is, you know, just... You're bigger than life. Right, right. I'm better than you. Yeah. Peasant. So that's where check is at. But, you know, there's times <laughs> in life when competition, when you when you compete, and, you know, you sometimes you need that ego. You need that pride to to push you Give in you certain that. places in life. But in terms of actually getting somewhere, nah, you let it get too big, you definitely can hold yourself back. At least the way I see things. For sure. For sure. Ego is the enemy. Ryan Holiday. Yeah. Just from this tidbit, because this is not, this is just the tip of the iceberg of this book, what we talked about. This, this is but, but a, just a segment. So, man, listen, I can talk about ego all day because I tell, I know sometimes, like, like Paige probably my one friend that she, if nobody else knows, I talk to Paige. When I feel like I'm ego tripping, I call Paige. Am I tripping? I'm like, you're like, Paige, let me know. I mean, you know, am I being, is my head too big right now? Cause she's a very sensible person and she ain't gonna mince words but she gonna let you know you know what I'm saying yeah you are tripping or no they tripping so I've been trying to not tell when she like that I'm trying to tell stories like one side it's too hard I'm trying to make it seem like it's not gotta tell both sides yeah. Yeah. that's when you check your intro <laughs> ego for real Y'all be lo- y'all love to tell what that nigga well, did right what did you do what the fuck you took <laughs> to make him React that way, but let them tell it. Every everything they do is a reaction to it. I don't even want to go there. All this, I like um, to be sitting in. I just know I got an ego. Shit. I got an ego issue at times, so I'm always trying to check it because I, um, I, I don't like egotistical people, so I don't want to be that way either. Goodness gracious, but yes, ego. We could talk on this show all, all day, but I don't, we 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 won't do that. <laughs> But nah, man, we we appreciate you all. Thank y'all, boys, <laughs> for coming no problem, through the yes, chopping man. this one. I, I told y'all, I told y'all it was As gonna be always, different. Always, next time we get a little more yeah, we it's like a dry campus in here. Yeah, for a change, we ain't got nothing in this house. Right, but it's all good. It's all change good. Yes, yeah, sir. But. <laughs> <laughs> Can do everything right now. <laughs> Thank y'all for coming through the O2 Lit podcast, man. Coming through, catching the vibes, and being enlightened through literature. Of course, we'll have an episode just around the corner. So until we meet again, stay lit. Till next time.